Hi, you guys. Get Caught Up is on the move. Welcome to the new GCU. Follow us on Twitter at GCU underscore podcast. That's GCU underscore podcast. And make sure you follow our new web address at anchor.fm forward slash get caught up. Caught Up Podcast is sponsored by Untamed Publishing, Anchor FM, Women of Vision, KD, MB, Tyler Landscaping, and Author Exodus Morning. Thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast. I am your host, Untamed, and we are presented by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. Head over to www.untamedpublishing.net for all of your author needs, such as editing, book trailers, and yes, author interviews. I want to take the time out for a moment to give a special shout out to all of our sponsors and supporters and I hope that you all are remaining safe as as you can and possibly can during this continued pandemic. Well tonight you guys we have another fabulous author. Tonight our special guest is C. Darrell Howard and she is an author publisher and entrepreneur to the UP Hussey. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing absolutely great, Untamed. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on here. So we're going to just dive right into it because I know the listeners, the readers, they're chomping at the bit. So I want you to just open them up and just tell them a little bit about who you are. Yes. Well, um, I'm a debut author. I um, just recently released my first series. Uh, well, actually, book one of my first uh, series, Tell Me Something Good. But last year, um, I released my first novel, Baby Girl. And I've been writing practically my whole life. I've been a lover of books my whole entire life. And, you know, since I could read, which was about kindergarten, I've been reading a book. And I've always wanted to be an author, but as life would have it, you know, I, I worked in the private sector for a while, and which I still am doing, as well as being a single mother. But writing is my first love. I enjoy it so much. And like I said, you know, I'm just getting started. All right. So what was the push that made you get started to, you know, jump into being an author and publishing? Well, as far as being an author, when I was quite young, possibly nine years old, I had a teacher uh, just, you know, pushed me towards writing. She wanted me to be on a school newspaper and she just really saw that I had a talent for creative writing. And like I said, I've always read a lot. And I said, well, I, I think I can do that, but I never did it. I wrote songs, I wrote poetry over the years, and I would, but I, I really did shy away from writing because when I started writing I wanted it to be from the heart and I wanted it to be experienced and I wanted to connect with readers 
the way that authors such as Toni Morrison and Terry McMillan connected with me when I read their work. So eventually I was going through a divorce and I just wanted to find a way back to myself and do something that would, you know, bring me joy. And I just, um, I just found my way to baby girl. I had a couple of ideals about what I wanted to write first, but baby girl came out and that's what led me to writing. Um, as far as publishing, I just felt that we're in a new way, in a new time. And the old way of getting an agent and shopping your book around, it may still be fruitful for some, but it just seems more pragmatic to go ahead and release your own work on Amazon or through um, your own platforms because you can release your books and get connected with readers in the way that they are uh, connecting to authors, which is through eBooks and things of the sort. Okay, all right. And that is, that's awesome. So I know that it was a very difficult thing to go through a divorce and that that led you back to to writing. And would you say just being getting over that hurt, that pain, was something that motivates you to write or motivated you to start to write, I should say. <laughs> Again. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, it did because it just uh, was a way for... It was cathartic for me. Okay. Um, because, you know, I, I t- was able to touch upon things that, you know, led me to be married to this person and led me to the divorce in the beginning because Baby Girl wasn't an autobiography by any means, but a lot of it really did happen. And of course I embellished, but um, I did go back to the nineties when I was a little girl growing up in South Central Los Angeles and just a lot of things that I saw and experienced from others and things that affected me. So it was a cathartic experience for me. So I think that's why I really like the book and how it came out Um, and fans of the book really love the realism and I and I call myself a real life fiction writer because I try to stay as true as I can to real life experiences because that's just the way I navigate through life you know I connect with other people and their experiences and I like to share my experiences in life I just feel like I have a you know a big testimony a great testimony and I just want to you know, relay that in my messages in my books. So yes, definitely it was an opportunity for me to connect with others when I wrote that book. Absolutely. And I agree with you. Um, as an author myself, I that is truly one of the tags I always say, you know, is I used to say it real raw and untamed, you know. Um, right. I tell those just lifelike stories you know about everyday real life you know because it's to me those stories are very much so relatable I love I'm a lover of words I'm a lover of genres myself you know across the board but I just tend to resonate more with stories that happen real life everyday people you know because a lot of people are going through things and their own you know issues problems circumstances 
And sometimes it just helps, <laughs> you know, alleviate that with people to say, oh my gosh, I see myself in this character or I see my mom or my sister, my brother, my dad, you know, in this character. So I totally agree with that. And I understand fully where you come from when you say that. So I know you talked about Baby Girl and we're going to talk about the work of the hour at the top of the second half of the hour for the show. But I wanted you, since that was your, you know, your first push, do you mind telling the readers a little bit about what Baby Girl was about? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and, and I just want to quickly touch on what we just, you know, talked about with, um, you know, um, reality writing. And it was, and it came baby girl came to me because you know you know I grew up in an era where you know um crack cocaine was really affecting so many people in Los Angeles either you knew someone who was on drugs or someone who was selling drugs and you know it it really was uh you know, a prolific time for Blacks in America, especially in South Central LA with the gang violence. But then there was also, um, you know, the subsection of a society that was what we call ballers. And, you know, they had their girlfriends and they would, you know, lace them with jewelry and they'd ride in their fly cars. And that's what baby girl came from. You know, she was, you know, at that time I was a little bit younger, so... I didn't partake in such activities, <laughs> but baby girl did. She was a hustler's girlfriend and she was a hustler. And, you know, we see um, movies like Boys in the Hood or Baby Boy. And, you know, that's kind of where, the, you know, the name baby girl came from because she's uh, the female version of that. And we get to see from a female perspective what life was like growing up in social, uh, excuse me, in South Central in the 90s. So when people read the book, they will, uh, or readers, um, you know, get the book, they will see that, you know, um, it's very colorful. Music was uh, very inspirational to me in writing. I have a um, playlist for it for the book. So when you're reading, you can go to YouTube and you can also uh, listen to the playlist that I have. Um, but definitely Baby Girl was very uh, much so inspired by the 90s and the um, and just what was going on in South Central Los Angeles from a female perspective, a fictionalized female perspective. Absolutely. I love it. And I love um, music. This is the thing with me. I, I like to write in silence, but I listen to certain music to get me motivated. So I love music aesthetics that go along with books and everything. What are a couple of songs, especially talking about in the 90s, because that's my era. I, I love, I'm a 90s mm-hmm. baby. So what are a couple of songs that we should listen to to get us prepped for, for reading Baby Girl? <laughs> I think I, um, right offhand, um, SWV, I'm So Into You, um, I think it was Ice Cube because I don't have it off hand. Okay. <laughs> um, we're supposed to be tell, talking about Tell Me Something Good, but, and, and, and as you said, we'll talk about that um, in a few moments. But yes, it was definitely um, inspired by the 90s. And um, I think it was Adina Howard Freak Like Me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and if you, go to you, if you go to YouTube and um, type in C. Darrell Howard, you should be able to get the playlist. Okay. But, um, 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a writer that's inspired by music, so I definitely had to use a playlist and include it. I just wanted the uh, novel to have a soundtrack. And I did that a little bit with Tell Me uh, Something Good. I included a few songs in, the, in book one, but book two also will have more music in it. And I just want to give the reader um, a certain type of feel as they're going through the chapters with um, descriptions and with, um, you know, dialogue and music. So they have a whole, you know, thing going when they're reading my books. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I'm definitely inspired by music. Absolutely. I I completely agree with that. I am there for it. Uh, what we will do, because we have talked about you as an author and how you first got started writing and what catapults you into becoming a published author and your first release. So what we're going to do right now is take a quick break. And when we come back, we will get into the book of the hour. Tell me something good. And I'll let you read the synopsis and we'll go get into what that book is about for the readers and the listeners. And you guys, we will be right back in just a moment. We all know reading is fundamental. When you visit KB's Bookshelf, you can find books in multiple genres to entertain and educate. Writers can even find literary services of value to their success, like our ever-popular manuscript critique and book review. Reading allows us to escape, explore, and share our experiences. I hope you'll visit us today at www.kbsbookshelf.com and allow us to take you on your next adventure. Slay the PD way. Original, handmade gifts for every occasion. Personal designs on products you deserve. That's the PD way. Visit www.poeticdesigns.net. Looking for a place you can get something for everyone? Butterfly Spirit LLC is a boutique that has you covered. From apparel, accessories, health and wellness products, and even custom design press-on nails. Visit us at ButterflySpiritLLC.com, where comfort meets a piece of style. Hello, 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 and we are back, you guys. We are uh, back. Excuse me. And we are back with C. Darrell Howard. She is the author of Tell Me Something Good. And we were just talking about her first release, Baby Girl, and her motivation to write and become a published author. So now I am going to give her the floor as we want to talk about the book of the hour, Tell Me Something Good. And if you have your synopsis, feel free to read it and let's get into it. Okay, the synopsis for Tell Me Something Good is as follows. When love calls, you better answer. But don't be too quick. Only fools rush in. Naomi is young and ready to take the world by storm. She thinks she knows it all, but she's the baby of the family and has always been protected by her overbearing parents. She wants to be her own woman, but she knows there are still some things she's not ready for. Like love. When Naomi meets Judah, 
she falls head over heels in spite of her misgivings about love and relationships. Still, she tries to keep her wits about her as she begins college, which requires her complete dedication. Can she indulge this new romance or will it cause her to jeopardize the future she wants so desperately? Wow, absolutely. So I I want to say I have begun reading the book. I'm about 50% in. I have not um, finished it yet. So I do okay. know a little bit about what's going on up until she's ha- her sister hadn't got married yet. So I'm like on chapter six, I believe. <laughs> so okay. I'm 50% okay. into the book. So I haven't gotten all the way there, but um, it is a story that's centered around Naomi and she has two sisters she comes from you know upper middle class family well to do and she's um, just graduating high school getting ready to go off to college being a real world and she's kind of tussling a little bit with who she is and love and all of that good stuff so I'll let you take over from there and just tell us a little bit about you know as much as you want about the story itself and how what inspired you to write it well um, what inspired me to write it is love and relationships and how you can especially a successful black woman and there's many of us successful black women who unfortunately we fall you know, by the wayside and end up with a man who is not as successful or, you know, we'll have our friends looking at us like, girl, what you doing with him? Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> you know, you know, I, you know, unfortunately, I know a lot of women like that, but I also know that love is, you know, it's not, it has nothing to do with, you know, being intelligent. It has nothing to do with the intellect. It's about a feeling. And I wanted to communicate that in this series. I wanted to get into um, how women and men, you know, come to be and how you can have your head on your shoulders and, excuse me, a good head on your shoulders and plans for your future and the life you want. And then you can, you know, meet someone and he just knocks you off your feet. And before you know it, you're not that smart woman anymore. You're, you know, at his beck and call, you're in his caught up in his web. Mm-hmm. So that's what Tell Me Something Good is about. And, you know, the title is just tongue in cheek because okay. what it really means is tell me something good. Tell me what I like to hear. Tell me what I want to hear. And what you want to hear is usually, it usually doesn't have anything to do with the truth. It just, you want to feel good about what you're doing, even though you know you might be making a mistake and you might not be doing the right thing. You just want to feel good about it anyway. So, that's what Judah does. He, you know, he's um, a charismatic type of guy. You know, he's mysterious and mm-hmm. he's intellectual, but he knows how to get Naomi where she wants to be. And he's doing a good job of that in the um, series one. So we're going to see where that takes her to in, in book two. Yeah, I- Absolutely. I hadn't had an opportunity to meet Juliet. I'm still over here feeling sorry for poor Keith. And I'm not gonna give away <laughs> I'm not gonna give away about poor Keith to the readers. You gotta read it, you guys. But I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was so I was so feeling Keith. He just seemed like such a good guy. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. Naomi and Keith were were just over and done. I was like, no, 
you know, I was feeling like her sister at the time. She's like, you know, it's okay to to love somebody and want to be with somebody. I was like, oh my gosh, poor Keith. He just he feel like <laughs> he seemed like he just, you know, he was all in and he at the at the wrong time. I guess it's a timing thing, I think. So <laughs> Yes, because Naomi, you know, she's a know-it-all. She thinks she's, you know, going to be a boss and she can't really be bothered with men like that. She has goals set for herself. And, you know, you didn't meet Judah yet, but when she meets him, you know, oh, that's kind of like out of the window. Like, what goals? <laughs> you know, when she was, when she was, she's young and she, you know, she looks at her older sister who, you know, was head over heels for her soon to be husband and she just said mm, I don't want to be like that and then she's looking at her her middle sister and she's like well I don't want to be like her because she's you know foot loose and fancy Basically. free <laughs> yeah but she wants to be you know more emboldened and uh, take life a little bit more seriously and you know I'll find love later so yeah exactly so I, and I get it I really do and she she has this kind of weird relationship with her sisters where well the middle sister and her don't 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 gel too well with their older sister and i'm gonna try to no. get the name right is the older sister's name was milka it's milka okay abiha and naomi and naomi yes naomi. okay so they all they have like this kind of strange they love her but they have this kind of strange relationship with her and then the uh, Naomi and um, Abiha are they are very close but like you said uh, she is what is it do they call her I think they call her uh, is it Abby for short or uh, yes Abby for short Abby yes. for short and she's just footloose and fancy free she's a, a free spirit and she comes and goes yes. as she pleases and does what she wishes and so yeah so, you know, it's almost like she has to try to tug baby sister along. Like, come on, you know, you you, you got to live a little. You trying to be uh, 30, 80, 18, girl. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. Oh, and so the, the sisters are um, somewhat of a, an amalgamation of myself and my sisters. And, and, you know, I have five daughters, only have girls. So, um you know, sisterhood is very um, near and dear to my heart. So I try to uh, embrace that in this book. And then the second series, you'll see um, their relationships built more. And you'll also see um, Naomi, um, you know, um, being friends with other people and just those um, relationships having a, a big effect on her life. Um, Lakeisha was introduced in this first series. And that's another um sisterhood for her even though Lakeisha is her supervisor at work I've had a lot of relationships with older women at work and they've been great mentors to me and they've retired and they're still uh, good mentors to me so that's why um, I wanted to include the sisterhood um, in this book and just touch up on that because I think women um, share a unique experience, especially black women. We, we, we can be catty yes. and envious, but we can also uh, hold each other together. We're the glue that keeps each other going because in, in the black community, unfortunately, there are a lot of single mothers and um, women growing up without fathers and they have to lean on one another. 
And so um, I didn't want, I wanted Naomi to be the antithesis of the first um, character that I created for Baby Girl. So I just wanted to show a different side to Black families. I didn't want to show them as always um, living in poverty or um, being dysfunctional because we're not all that way. I wanted to show show that Naomi was a whole person and she had a family and she has sisters and they might not always get along, but the love is there. Exactly. And that I can definitely appreciate that. And because we, it is a, we're multifaceted people, you know? And, right, right. And so we, you know, we don't all come from the same backgrounds. You know, we have different right. backgrounds and we live very different lives, but we do have a shared experience, especially as black people. And then individually as black women, and you touched on something that's very profound that always resonates with me is that black women, um, how we are catty, but we do come together. And I wish we weren't right. as catty as we were at times, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> it happens, you know, but you know, I wish that we were all coming together because in this walk of life, being a black woman myself and you've been a black woman, we know for sure that uh, there are many, many times that we are the only ones who have our back, you know? Right, um, right. So, knowing that and uh, and knowing that experience about us I just always wish that sometimes we treated each other better but we're always when push comes to shove we you know when when the rubber meets the road we're always those ones who's gonna have each other's back you know at the end of the day so definitely I love that messaging in there that is phenomenal and I'll ask you this then so with those type of messages in there and, and showing the, the readers, you know, those different images of black people, was there anything else that you want the readers to take away from when they read the story? Um, this is just the beginning, mm-hmm. but I want them to understand most of all that be, because again, um, you know, you hear a lot of stories about black women that are being welfare queens or baby mamas. And, um, you know, you don't see a lot of marriages happening in the black community. And that's not always because of the, it's a black woman's fault or because a black woman wasn't raised right. So I think what I want people to get from after they read this series is that, you know, Black women are strong-willed, but we we are lovable. We should be loved. And, you know, Black men got to step it up. You know, um, Judah, he's going to, you know, take her through some things, you know, and and, um, book two. But book one is definitely just a a beginning. And I started her off young because I wanted her to um, show her side of being young and naive and impressionable. But ready to grab life by the horns and just start and and she and see show the reader how she was starting off on the right track even though she wasn't you know really didn't really have a a good grasp on what life was she did have a good start towards that absolutely and so now that we've discussed your book what are any future plans and goals? I know that you're you have a, a part two that's going to come out with this series. So, what else right. can the readers expect from you? Yes, um, so I have uh book two and three, which um should be coming out very soon. 
um, hopefully with you know by the end of August and the end of September there I should be done with this series um, but um, I want to take a break uh, from writing because I just really want to take my time with the, the next couple of projects that I, I already have in mind and already have sketched out but I really would like to be a novelist and not just a series writer so um, I did this for book lovers but where I'm going is kind of like in a different direction than um, the series. I I like the series, but I, I really rather much take my time with a novel because um, I just feel like that's just what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I have uh, a couple of things in the fire and they just take a, a little bit more time. So I'll finish the year off with the series and then probably later on 2021, I'll have a, another novel coming. All right. Well, I want to say what I do on the show is I have a round called the hot seat. It's a speed round, <laughs> kind of like a this or that. Okay. So okay. I'll ask you, you know, this or that, and you just tell me which one. Would you? Do you okay. mind playing that with me real quick? <laughs> sure. It sounds like fun. All right. So first thing, tea or coffee? Tea. Day or night? Day. Salty or sweet? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram or YouTube? Uh, ooh. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube. Netflix or Amazon Prime? <laughs> Neither, Neither right now. <laughs> More so Hulu. But um, probably Am- Amazon Prime. Amazon okay. Prime. Reviews or recommendations? Recommendations. Beards or bare face? Say it again, Beards please. Beards or bare face? For men. <laughs> Beards. Oh. Uh, a goatee. No, bare face. <laughs> 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 yeah. Romantic gestures or romantic words? Gestures. Okay. Abby or Milka? Abby. Keith or Judah? Judah. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing this <laughs> I I always say the you know the best few for the last. <laughs> Right. I wanted to highlight your book, but I thank you so much for coming on tonight. I want you to just take some time to tell the readers how they can connect with you and where they can purchase your books. Right. Thank you again for having me. Um, this was fun. I really enjoyed this um, conversation because that's what it was conversation. a conversation. <laughs> um, I felt like I was with one of my sisters. So. Thank you, Untame. That I I really feel great about this um, and being able to talk to you. You're welcome. But readers can connect with me on, on social media. I'm C Darrell, C D A R A Y L on Facebook, underscore C C Darrell on Twitter, and C Darrell the writer on Instagram. And my books are available right now on Amazon only, but you can get a copy, um, a paperback copy, or you can um, read it on on your Kindle. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free. Um, Any of my books. I have a poetry book out, not yet. And then, of course, I have Baby Girl, the novel, 
and tell me something good available on Amazon. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you. I really enjoyed talking to you and discussing your books. And I am looking forward to finishing part one and getting ready to read parts two and three because I got to get into Judah. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) And you listeners, thank you guys for tuning in as always to the Get Caught Up podcast. I appreciate you for just diving in with me and learning so much about the authors, especially our indie authors. So I encourage you, please follow her, pick up her books, and just enjoy yourself a brand new author. And if you are an author who needs advice or tips, check out our Writer Wednesdays podcast that air every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And the shows are permanently placed so you can listen at any time. Please tune in this Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern to the Socially Conscious Corner as we present part three of The Burden of Black Women, covering an in-depth discussion of missing and exploited black girls and women and the lack of media coverage or community concern for them. Then come back next Wednesday as we interview literary reviewer, blogger, and literary service provider KB of KB's Bookshelf. Follow the Get Caught Up podcast on Instagram at Get Caught Up Podcast and on Twitter at GCU underscore podcast. And follow me on social media at Author Untamed on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And I would just like to say happy book release to me. Happy book release day to me and to Brandy White and any other author with a book release on today. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, remain untamed. Good night.